The following podcast is a production of Ocean Media Enterprises. Welcome to The Squeeze, your thirst trap for Florida's political juice. These are the real stories of the changemakers that are shaping Florida's future. I'm Marco Garan, your host here at The Squeeze, and I'm here with the lovely Miami-Dade County School Board member, Miss Lucia Baez-Geller. Hi, everybody. Hi, Marco. It's so great to be here. I'm so excited. I love having these conversations with amazing people, inspiring people who are really doing the work and hitting the ground running. So it's great to be here. I'm excited about our guest today. Yeah, super excited. You know, there's a lot happening in Florida right now. We have COVID-19. We have unemployment concerns. We have the vaccine distributions. Uh, you know, voter suppression, just to name a few. Our next guest is a statewide leader, uh, Lucia, and I believe she actually endorsed you during your campaign, which, by the way, you won by a landslide, <laughs> may I just say, in Miami-Dade yes. County. Yes, I couldn't have done it without all my <laughs> friends and family. And our next guest was part of that great group of people that rallied around me. So exciting. Taking the oath of office as Florida's Agriculture Commissioner and Consumer Services, Ms. Nicole Freed. I, Nicole Freed, do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear that I will support, protect, and defend. That I will support, protect, and defend the Constitution and government of the United States. The Constitution and government of the United States. Commissioner Nikki Freed is a lawyer and the twelfth Florida Commissioner of Agricultural and Consumer Services. She's made history as the first woman elected to the position the first Democrat to hold the office since 2001, and currently the only Democratic statewide elected official in Florida. Please welcome to The Squeeze, Commissioner Nikki Freed. (laughs) Thank you, guys. And I absolutely love the title because every time that we talk about Fresh from Florida stuff, we talk about squeezing oranges. So when I saw this on, I was like, perfect. Perfect opportunity to blend them both together. Oh, perfect. It's a plug for the Commissioner of Agriculture. And actually, that's where the... (laughs) That's where the the name was born. Actually, when we were discussing last year to uh, put the show together, what would be a good name? And you think of Florida, you think of oranges. So this is the squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Get the juice from you, Commissioner. So so me and Lucia, you know, we're both elected officials here in South Florida. We know what you do. Uh, We're very well versed. But a lot of the folks that may be watching us who maybe necessarily don't know what the Commissioner of Agricultural and Consumer Services does, can you kind of in a nutshell just say what what uh, what your role is? Yeah, and thank you for giving me that opportunity. And that's yeah. something that I, that I faced a lot during the 2018 campaign. As as also a 305 girl, so born and raised in 305 in <laughs> till I die. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my, my parents fell in love in Westchester at Coral Park High School, and then I wow. uh, was uh, born at Baptist. So so I'm certainly a Miami girl through and through. Uh, and so when I campaigned in 2018, that's the, the common question across the entire state. What, why should I care about the Commissioner of Agriculture? Uh, and, and so it's kind of a really big lesson for, for the citizens of our state to, to understand that it's not just agriculture, even though actually Miami-Dade County is the number two agricultural county in the state just after Palm Beach. Oh, wow. Uh, so mm-hmm. just be thinking about all of what's happening in the Homestead and the Redlands. I mean, yeah. we've got, I mean, it's just a huge agriculture industry. But outside of just agriculture, uh, we oversee the school nutrition program. So that's a one. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. amazing. Yep. So the, all this, all the food that's inside of the schools, that's overseen by us in the coordination. 
Uh, same thing with all the food banks. We help to coordinate all the food that's coming down and the money that's coming down from the USDA. Uh, we oversee concealed weapons permits in the state of Florida. And that was something that I campaigned a lot on, uh, knowing that my predecessor didn't do background checks for 13 months and allowed about 300 people to get their wow. concealed weapons without getting an accurate check and they fell through the cracks. Then we also have the entire consumer arm, uh, which oversees the gas station pumps and all of the Miami-Dade Fair, you know, all the, the rides um, to fraud uh, from credit card frauds to um, other business frauds that are happening in our state. And certainly um, anything that you can think of, we kind of are your consumer watchdog. Uh, and then we also have the Office of Energy. So as we're kind of going through figuring out what the next plan is for the state of Florida, we're kind of a think tank for those issues. Uh, and then something else that I uh, just created inside of the department, uh, we are the Office of Cannabis. And so I have a cannabis director who helps to manage our newly developed hemp industry here in the state and anything that has to deal with like even consumer advocacy on behalf of the medical marijuana patients. So it's a very huge, uh, mm. huge, huge department that really impacts people's lives every single day to the food stores. If you ever go see in the food store, if you go and check out, you'll see the weights and measures at the checkout stand. You'll have my sticker on the, on the not just the pumps on the gas stations, but also all the weights and measures inside of your food stores um, at the airports. Uh, if you have to ever, when we start traveling again and you have the big bags and you put them down in the weights, um, we also do mm. all of those weights as well. So basically anything that you can think of throughout the course of the day between food stores and gas stations and convenience stores, uh, we are regulators over them. And what would you awesome. what would you say is your favorite part about being the commissioner? Yes, uh, every day. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I mean, every day it's it's a new. I get to see things differently every single day. So you know, everything from you know going last not last summer. I keep talking about twenty twenty as like last year, but really we should kind of take this out of the block, <laughs> yeah. get out of the conversation. But it's uh, in twenty nineteen was able to over the summer. Uh, go and visit a lot of our summer break spots, which is where uh, our children that don't have uh, access to nutritional food, they go to these summer break spots over the summer, uh, even when schools are closed. And so going around throughout the state and seeing all of our kids and seeing, um, being able to interact and, and see what a difference that we're making in their lives uh, just brings me just hope. Uh, about the future and just an inspiration. And the same thing when I go to the food banks and I volunteer right. at the food banks and packing boxes and talking to so many of our Floridians who unfortunately uh, need that food now more than ever. But you know, hearing their stories and having you know real interaction with with those individuals um, again gives me inspiration every day to wake up and, and keep fighting for them. And those are just a couple of things. But mm. every single day that I, I talk to farmers who are excited about new crops and and fighting for them, mm. it just it's an amazing position and an amazing opportunity to serve our state. It really is. And I have to tell you firsthand that the food distributions have been critical, especially in the first lockdown. I mean, I know it, it saved lives. Absolutely. So I personally want to thank you for everything you've done for our students yes. here in Dade County. All 350,000 of them are better off because of the work you did. So I thank agree. you so much. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of the schools, though. So as you know, I was elected as a school board member, but that was, it's a county seat, but it only represents one ninth of the county. Um, and it was, it was tough, right? It was tough. <laughs> it was. So I just want to know, what is it like uh, to run statewide? 
<laughs> Curious minds want to know. <laughs> Are you thinking about that? That's your next step? No! no. Oh gosh, no! That no. is no, definitely no. not. <laughs> no, no, no. No, um, it, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, again, so being from South Florida, but I've also lived all over the state. I, I went to the University of Florida, uh, so I was in Gainesville for eight years and, and was living in Jacksonville for two years, and uh, then back in South Florida. So I've been able to really see the whole state even before running. But state's large very yeah. very large and you know until you start having to drive the whole state do you really realize how large <laughs> right. it is? i bet um, but how diverse it is you know that, that one diverse, second yeah. i could be sitting in, in miami dade and, and talking about schools and talking about you know food banks and all the things that we do and then i could drive you know three four hours north and be or sitting in like polk county and talking about agriculture and talking about soil quality um and, and so it's just such a diverse state between again south florida which I, it's a and even not even just South Florida, like you got you got the Keys, you the got Monroe Keys. County, which yeah. is very different even than, than yeah. Dade County. And, yes. and Dade's different than Broward, yes. and is different than Palm Beach. So you still have microcosm inside of South Florida. Right. And of course, you got the I-4 corridor and, and then even mm. Southwest Florida, Naples and Fort Myers are very different than even Tampa. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And that then panhandle. you get to Duval County, which is a whole nother beast. And then the rest of the Panhandle. Uh, so we've got just such a diverse and unique state that it's actually pretty cool. Um, just seeing how many different people come here and call Florida their home and the issues that impact them are, are different. Uh, and so getting to learn a lot about the local flair of those communities and um, being able to represent everybody, uh, regardless of where they come from in the state. That's beautiful. And it's so great that you're there. And it's so great to see a woman in such a high position doing all this great work, especially, you know, Women's History Month and all these things that we just celebrate women in office. Um, So I was wondering, what does it mean to you? I believe you're the first woman to hold this seat. Uh, What does that mean to you? And what advice can you give to other women that are maybe looking to make a change like you are? Um, It means a lot. Uh, And and I get emotional when I talk about this because, you know, this is a glass ceiling that, you know, really was broken when when I got elected. And and I'm not just the first female in Florida, but I am with a bunch of uh, different commissioners across the country on a pretty normal basis. And being on these Zooms with, you know, it's 50 states and there really is one, two, four of us across the country. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Um, I have no idea. And I'm the only female elected in the country. Wow. Um, and wow. all of That's the a big Southeast, deal. yeah. So all the Southeast, if you look at Alabama, you know, Georgia, even Louisiana, Texas, South Dakota, South Carolina, North Carolina, Kentucky, none of them had a female commissioner. Wow. Uh, and so not only did I have an opportunity to really inspire, um, women in agriculture to understand that this is, this is a role for them too, and giving them an inspiration to, to do this. But I take this very seriously. I have a, I'm an 11 year old who will be actually 12 this month uh, that I talked a lot about on the campaign trail. Um, mm. And she is the sweetest little girl. And I, when I did a lot of my speeches, I talked about her. You know, this is why I do what I do to, to break that glass ceiling so that little girls like her know that anything is possible. Anything that they put their heart to, it, that they can get accomplished. And I had an opportunity to actually introduce her to now First Lady Biden. Wow. Um, wow. She was on the campaign trail when Jill came here numerous times in state. I was able to bring my niece to, to meet her. And, and knowing that, that I get to do that and, and inspire this young generation, um, that's why I do what I do. Uh, it really gives me an opportunity to give Thank back. Thank you. And yes. I, and I, 
And I thank so many women that came before me to have started this breaking of the glass um, and know that there's still a lot more. We have still uh, two big glass ceilings that still need to be broken. We still don't have a female governor of the state of Florida. And obviously we still don't have a female president of the United States. So there's still there's still that very tall glass ceiling that still needs to be broken. But I know that within our generation and our lifetime, we're going to see it. Yeah, I hear the passion, a passion that we're going to need this session. huh? Commissioner, what are your priorities and what legislation do you want to see passed in this session? So I've got a few priorities. Uh, The first one is, again, talking about food, seeing what happened during this pandemic. Uh, So we have a pretty comprehensive food and nutrition bill that asks for universal breakfast for all of our children in the schools. So take away the free breakfast. Because we know, unfortunately, that so many of our kids that's the only meal that they get is in the schools. And yes. even when they need breakfast, there's a stigma that's attached to still going into the cafeteria to get the food. So right. finding a way to bring the food to them, whether it's in homeroom or first period or food trucks all over you know, campus before the school starts. But yes. So I've called for that. Um, and part of that bill is also talking about food waste, making sure that we are creating incentives for our farmers to sell directly to our schools or mm. to our food banks and oh, wow. incentivize them to do that. Um, oh, same thing, utilizing yeah, utilizing our, our school districts and our universities and colleges and state universe and state agencies to buy more Florida grown produce. So that's kind of one of the big bills that I'm working on is food nutrition and how to get to food insecure areas and really move the ball forward. Uh, another big priority of mine is our, we have a comprehensive energy package. Uh, again, ways to really move the ball forward, not just on sea level rising, which I know is so huge in Miami-Dade, um, but yeah, really finding ways to reduce you know, carbon emissions, you know, really getting on you know, electric vehicles and getting that infrastructure up in place. Uh, carbon farming, which is already another alternative crop for our farmers, but it's better for the land and conservation. Uh, so that's another big, pretty comprehensive plan. Uh, we have a, a medical marijuana bill trying to move the ball forward again on medical marijuana. Uh, we also are supporting another one of our senators on trying to get broadband to our rural communities and to some of our areas uh, and oh, seeing wonderful. from this pandemic that you know kids are going virtually and people are teleworking. Uh, we need to get virtual. We need to make sure that broadband is accessible to everybody in our state, not just those that are living in our suburban areas uh, and those that have financial means. I know you're working closely with the White House and President Biden's administration. What are some of the initiatives that uh, are being uh, worked on with Florida? We created a 40-page, a 30-page uh, plan for the Biden administration with 40 different issues, and that is everything from you know national voting registration um, to working with the EPA on different aspects here in the state to prevent offshore drilling, onshore drilling. Um, again, uh, diversity and inclusion inside of the USDA, inside of agriculture, working to expand access to the hemp program from crop insurance um, to legalization of marijuana, asking for the federal government to move the ball on, on that issue. Um, from, again, the climate crisis, knowing that President Biden, this is one of his other big priorities. And so a lot of this, and food nutrition. So basically everything that is already kind of things that I am been an advocate of for here in the state of Florida, feel that there's a great opportunity for from federal partnership um, on a lot of these important issues that are impacting our state. Uh, this next question, we're going to change things up a, he- a bit here uh, and not be so policy, uh, yeah. uh, have a policy <laughs> discussion. So this is more of a deep question to you. If you could go back in time, what would you say to five-year-old Nikki Freed? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you what my mother says to the five-year-old Nikki Freed. <laughs> 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 you know, um, to the five-year-old Nikki, uh, you know, I was somebody who always you know, dreamed big 
Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I was fortunate. I actually suffered um, a little bit in school when I was in third or fourth grade and had an incredible teacher, uh, name is Judy Battelle, uh, who came out and said, and said, why, again, I have such a passion for our, our, our teachers. And my mother was a teacher too. So she, she taught to me second and third, uh, two and three year olds when um, back when I was in the school. Uh, and, and so she, she changed my life. She came up to me and, and really worked with me and showed me how to, to study better and how to really kind of work within the parameters. And to, she gave me strength to, to keep fighting. So I guess that to the five-year-old Nikki, I'd say, <laughs> it's all going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> um, it's going to be all okay. Uh, just keep fighting, keep, keep going after your dreams because uh, they will come true. So Beautiful. we're going to we're going to keep it fun here now. Uh, Lucia has a little we're segment. We're in the last little segment. Yeah, we're I did a special oh, I one. I did a, a special one for you cuz I figured we need to raise awareness about, you know, the bee colonies, the honeybees. <laughs> so it's agriculture based, but it's called yes. Be Yourself. <laughs> and all of our questions have to do with bees. So let's start. So if you could have dinner with one famous person, past or present, who would it be and why? <laughs> uh, that is easy. Uh, it would be Golda Meir. Oh, uh, wow. Who is the yes. first and only female prime minister of the state of Israel. Uh, and so knowing wow. how hard it is in, in politics and for women uh, to know that we had early on uh, the state of Israel had a female prime minister and just kind of talking through how she got there, how she worked in a very you know, male dominated industry. Uh, and so that would be pretty cool. And she lived through a, an important time in American Israeli history and, uh, and certainly Israeli history. So I'd love to pick her brain and spend some time with her. She Great is answer. amazing. Yeah. And actually, one of my best friends when I was elected, she got me a mug of gold in my ear. And I'm going to butcher the quote. But the idea is that be someone, you know, when you're a leader and you're in politics and you're in public, uh, be someone that you can live with yourself. That right. when you wake right. up, you can live with yourself. Is that the type? of leadership yeah. that you want. So I really relate to that. That's beautiful. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So I have another one. So you mentioned that you've been all up and down the state of Florida. <laughs> what is your favorite beach? <laughs> what is the well, favorite how could, beach? How could, I not, how could I not say Nikki Beach? <laughs> ah! <laughs> yes, the 305. That's like bonus, perfect. Yeah, that's bonus perfect. points. <laughs> all right. So Nikki Beach, the best. And then... Uh, one fun but kind of a deeper question. What do you believe, believe to be true about this world? What do you believe to be true about this world? You know, I am somebody who always believes that uh, everything happens for a reason. Yes. Um, that yep. that way, you know, one, you get to take kind of some of the, the chaos out of it and the politics and you kind of just, again, it's going back to Golden Mayor, believe in yourself and, 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 and be true. And as long as you kind of follow that path and know that everything happens for a reason, and sometimes you might not know what that reason is at that moment, right. um, but really have faith in kind of a, a bigger spirit out there and that, and that um, everything, again, is going to be okay and just ha have faith that everything is meant to be the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Hello, everyone. I am Nikki Freed, Florida's Commissioner of a Agriculture and Consumer Services, and you are watching The Squeeze. Yay. Wow. You are made for this. I love it. Well, well, be well. <laughs> Yay! All right. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to check out our next episode on The Squeeze.